Well, hello, everybody. Uh, here we are again, talking about coaching. Um, it's been a little break, and we're glad to be back. Um, it's been a little break because, well, Corona happened. And, uh, well, technically, it's uh, COVID SARS-2 um, because there are plenty of coronaviruses. But, like, I won't bore you with all the details because uh, everybody's been talking about it. What we want to talk about is, uh, is coaching because we're talking about coaching. So how is, uh, how is this pandemic affecting coaches how can coaches navigate this kind of pandemic? Um, there's always opportunity in crisis. Um, some people are suffering greatly. Some people's businesses are booming. I think there's a, a huge range of different people and how they uh, how they find themselves uh, working or not working in this crisis. So there's lots and lots of questions uh, that coaches have. Um, I know a lot of coaches I've been talking to. Um, some have more work than ever before and more than they can handle. Other coaches are really, really struggling to find clients. There's a lot of stories in people's heads about what people might or might not be able to afford. And uh, so I, I think it's important that we talk about it. You know, I think it's important that we address some of those questions. So other than we usually do, which is, uh, you know, answering a specific question that somebody has uh, asked us, um, I think it'd be useful to go through a series of those questions with the overarching one being, as a coach, how do I navigate this crisis? Mm. Um, so I, I kind of want to start by just kind of checking in with, with each of us, how we are experiencing this crisis. And because I, I know uh, we, we've talked about this briefly before. Um, Sivash, you, you have talked to a lot of coaches as well, and you've actually done a bit of, uh, well, research or survey or asked what people are, uh, uh, people's challenges are and what they're struggling with right now. And I know uh, Nikki, as a, as a coach who's, uh, who's recently qualified and starting out, um, I am particularly interested in what it's like for you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it was kind of a, an, a mixed kind of bag. You know? um, I've had a lot of new kind of consultations, but I've also had a lot of consultations canceled or postponed. So um, it's so and so. And I just want to hear from you guys um, what, what it's been like. Sure. Well, um, I'm happy to start. Um, it's interesting, actually. I, for some reason, I've kind of experienced uh, from from the coaching perspective the the time from the start of the lockdown as quite productive in terms of my own coaching. Um, be that having more time to do reading, but also having more time to reach out to clients who I've kind of had on my list, but just hadn't kind of touched base with. And I find um, I kind of have this newfound attitude about really wanting to put my effort and my time into these communications and just genuinely touching base with people and seeing how they are. So funnily enough, I've actually had quite a good response based on that. And I would say to some extent in that sense, it's been quite a positive time for me with my coaching. I haven't found the fact that this is the beginning of my journey to some extent, kind of a barrier at this stage. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm well aware of how that, of course, could be for many people. Per- perhaps for me, that's slightly circumstantial why it's worked out, or perhaps I'd already put in a bit of legwork by that time so that it just mm-hmm. actually came to in- into fruition just at the time as the lockdown happened and actually the people I'm speaking to in terms of my coaching feel like this is a really great time for them to be doing this because they also have, you know, a lot more freed up time working from home. 
um, restructuring the way in which they work using the coaching for that. Um, so for my experience, I, I feel like um, the situation has actually encouraged and, and, and moved my coaching forward in that sense. The other thing what I can say of, is, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I was just curious. Well, what kind of legwork did you need in place for, for this to be kind of a, a more fruitful time in terms of practice? Um, what's necessary for this to hit? And then instead of having no work, actually having more work. Well, I mean, I, I, I can't say that I have more work because I have nothing previous mm. prior to compare it to. It just <laughs> so happened that at the beginning of the year, I'd done a massive kind of reach out to a lot of, a lot of people. I'd had a response from people who, is, who, who are interested in coaching. But then I went away to coach on a retreat abroad and I came back just mm -hmm. like two weeks before the whole lockdown happened and had just kind of started to touch base after my travels with people. And then bang, lockdown happened. But somehow the people who I touched base with Base with you know between those two kind of correspondences were like hey actually you know quite communicative and I've, I've set up quite a few first meetings with people since and continue to coach um, a couple of them after so um, so yeah it's, it's really the work I the intention and the work I put in just before mm -hmm. yeah I found that people who had already been signed up to coaching um, they were already my clients they really appreciated the, the space where they can think about um, decisions they have to make or perhaps just hold their shit together you know just kind of process and make sense of what's happening here um, so with a lot of clients I found that we've kind of shifted the focus um, of the work to just deal with current matters and recontract and perhaps park what they came to coaching for initially um, until because they were more pressing matters mm -hmm. um, other clients have just postponed the coaching because they really wanted to focus on a work project that's now completely on hold, you know? Mm -hmm. And then there's people who are kind of approaching me and saying like, I need to make sense of this or how do I take care of my well-being, or how, you know, how like these big existential crises coming up, uh, both physically and uh, philosophically. Um, I don't know, Sivesh, what, what, what's it like for you? Um, yeah, for, well, for us, we, we've been really busy, right? Um, you know, our, I run a company where we, you know, train people and we help them grow their business. Um, but I agree very much with Nikki. You know, I think one of the reasons we're so busy right now is because of the work that we've done the, the 60 days, the 90 days before the coronavirus started. Mm -hmm. Right. So we were, we're taking a lot of, cause um, I think, you know, coaching is very much a relationship business. So you build the relationships and then, you know, sometimes it's a month later or two months later when, you know, when the client involved. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, you know, we've really made a lot of changes. So we've gone from, for just to give you an example, we've gone from doing one session with our group, doing five sessions a week with our group. So we, mm -hmm. we have a group program. So we've really stepped up. We've gone from, you know, doing maybe like a Facebook Live once a week in our group, in our free group, doing it every day. We've really stepped up in terms of service to potential clients, service to existing clients, and reaching out to people before they reach out to us in terms of, you know, naturally clients are thinking about pausing or canceling. Mm -hmm. We've been very proactive in terms of that. And I've been just really fortunate because I've had mentors and coaches who've helped me um, think a few steps ahead. Mm -hmm. Before my clients were messaging me about pausing, I already talked about that. Mm -hmm. and how I can actually help them. And can I jump in with something quickly? Yeah, because sure. 
I think it's uh, valuable to underline that, that that it's relationship based, you know, and a lot of the relationship building work is happening before somebody signs up. Mm -hmm. um, because one of the questions I certainly asked myself the question whether maybe I should, uh, you know, create something. Um, and I'm saying should, and as coaches, we usually pick up on that. But like, I, I thought about whether it might be useful to create something in response to the crisis right now you know, mm -hmm. reacting to what's happening and then creating like a Corona package or a crisis <laughs> navigation package or, you know, uh, something in response to what's happening right now. Um, and uh, I think the relationship building part is important because a lot of the work happens that we need to do is to build trust, to build a relationship. And then people are, are able to sign up or like um, then yeah. they're, they're signing up. It's not that you can do something very quickly now to target a new or to, okay. to offer a new package to a new audience. And then they just kind of sign up because the package is banging, you know, exactly. and I there's think, more to it than the prop solving the problem, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I think we want to also take that into consideration for how our business is going to be doing in the next three months, in the next six months, because for those of us that just going to wait around until the virus goes, we, you know, those that wait will struggle and suffer. Mm you know, potentially even go out of business mm -hmm. because, you know, you probably have to do much, well, not actually probably, you will have to do so much more work than before to get the same results, mm -hmm. right? So that number one, the work has, has changed because there's so much more noise. So you're building relationships, but yes, yeah, some people will say like, Hey, I can't afford it right now. You know, I got cut, uh, pay cut. I lost my job. My business is suffering. But if you're serving them right now, when it's over, they will come back to you. Mm -hmm. right? So right now we're also building the next six months. Mm -hmm. We're building what's, hap what's gonna happen into our business. So it's so important to actually focus on serving. Mm -hmm. That brings me to a next question that I've been asked and that I've been asking. It's, uh, is it useful or wise or um, is it necessary to uh, offer discounted packages or to, uh, to drop the price when people can't afford it, to offer payment plans when you didn't used to, to you know drop your price for a package because you feel that otherwise people couldn't afford it. Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, I don't think there's a right or wrong way, but I mm -hmm. personally feel I personally don't discount, and I encourage coaches don't to not do it because it just makes you feel cheaper, and often people will, you know, not everyone maybe, but most people will undervalue you. But rather than discounting, I would be creative, right? So there's a distinction here between discounting and being creative. Like for us, normally we have fixed packages and, you know, we have a kind of like a low-end pa low package and a high-end package, but we've been creative with the payment plans. So when people are, for example, thinking, hey, maybe I'm going to wait two, three months because until the coronavirus is ended, we said, hey, this program is normally 12 months. We're, we're adding an extra three months on top of the program. So your program is 15 months and we're happy to spread the payments over 15 months. Mm -hmm. And it's just again about getting creative. And by the way, coming back to your question, I think well, not, it wasn't so much a question. The point about you made about, you know, maybe should be doing a Corona package. I think it's a great idea for coaches right now to pivot, to adapt and create a different package. This is exactly what we've done. And this is why you know, people have been responsive because we created an offer exactly for people's current problems, right? Because 
you know, as a coach, if you're listening to this, right, as coaches right now, our clients don't have the same problems they had three months, six months ago. Mm-hmm. Our clients and our potential clients. So it's great actually to change and adapt. So the question we ask, the question I asked um, my potential clients and my existing clients is what challenges are you facing right now? And most of those challenges have changed and their goals have changed. So what's, what are some of those challenges? Well, what are coaches dealing with right now? <coughs> um, well, if you think about if you think about Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? On top is self-actualization, right? And most of us, normally we help, we focus on helping people grow. And I think most people's problems, before people had growth problems, they wanted to grow, they want to become a better version of themselves. Right now, people are not focused on that. The reason people are going nuts over toilet paper and, you know, shopping and stuff is because right now people are, you know, on the bottom of that pyramid, they're just focused on survival, the basic needs, safety, you know, making sure, you know, their, the family's safe and making sure they're, they're safe. So what we're, you know, and this is, this has come also from the questions we've asked a lot of coaches is right now they're thinking about, well, how can I survive? They're not thinking like one of our programs helps people for helps coaches grow to 10 K a month. Let's say around six figures, right? We don't market that anymore because right now people are not thinking like, how can I thrive and build a really successful business? Right now they're thinking, how can I survive the next few months? Mm-hmm. Right? And most of our clients are like that. They're probably not <laughs> thinking, hey, how can I have an amazing relationship with my partner? They're thinking like, how can I survive? Right now, mm-hmm. you know, we spend more time with our partners than ever before. <laughs> right? Naturally, that's created more friction. Mm-hmm. Right? So the, the, um, the things that I'm seeing a lot, the challenges I see with, with coaches is like, hey, you know what? There's a bit of there's a bit of shame and guilt around selling, you know, like mm-hmm. you know, people are going through this struggle. I feel like I'm taking advantage of them. Yeah. And I think it's a good concern to have. It shows that those coaches are sincere. Um but I think you know there's a great opportunity for us to serve people and take advantage of the situation, not of people. Mm-hmm. Right? Be of service <clears throat> to people. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's one of the things that's coming up. Mm. What I'm getting from this is that it's it's useful to respond to this crisis, like the new needs, the new challenges that are coming up for people. Um, but at the same time, it's uh, it's useful to work with the people that you already have in your network that already know you, that already trust you, to kind of create a new product for an existing customer base. You know, um, so you don't have to rebuild a new relationship but you're actually responding to the new needs that your existing people have. Yeah, exactly. I think often what... Sorry, go on. Yeah, I think often what we do is we focus so much on new clients that we forget who we have, people in our community, but also existing clients. Because a lot of people are losing clients because they're not focusing on serving them with what they need right now. Mm -hmm. Because often, like what I've seen is like people hired us based on a certain goal, but they don't have that goal anymore, mm-hmm. right? And then they think about pausing and canceling. And, you know, I'm very, I think we had one, one customer pause out of 50, 50, 60 clients that we have. Oh, wow. And again, that was, that was okay because she had a lot going on. So for us, mm-hmm. we want to make sure that we are relevant to what, mm-hmm. to what they need. 
Nikki, you've been quiet. I wonder, I wonder as a relatively new coach, like, does that resonate? What, what do you think about this? I've just been really attentive, uh, attentively listening and, and kind of thinking in the background. Um, no, I like, I like everything that Sivash has said. Um, but two, two things came up to me that I guess I was curious to, to put out there. Um, the first thing is, you know, we discussed or it was mentioned, you know, a lot of people have lost their jobs and, and can no longer pursue coaching. And yet I think there's a whole market of, of people out there. For example, you know, I know people in my, in my household who are just, you know, working from home, they're working in companies and the companies are kind of putting together care packages for their employees. You know, these are startup types and that kind of thing. So I think there's a whole new market potentially out there if someone wants to be proactive and reach out to, to some businesses and organizations and see if they can, um, you know, provide some support uh, for, for their community of workers who are working from home and, and that kind of thing. So I think there's some, definitely some opportunity there. Um, the other thing I'm thinking goes back to what we were saying earlier. It's kind of in terms of putting in the kind of legwork for, especially for our immediate community and for those people who perhaps, yeah, are laid off work or are struggling financially. Certainly I also know a lot of those people, people who are freelancers um, who, who are not able to like perform their work. Um, and, and for those kind of people, I know that I'm putting out your, I'm trying to put out more free content that's coaching related that I think people can benefit from, even if that's just on my Facebook or on my website for now. But I think, again, it's this idea that, you know, you're putting yourself out there, you're providing people with tools that at this time genuinely can, can serve them and be helpful for them. And you're building that trust and you're kind of putting the coaching out there and giving people a better idea of how can support them. And I think, again, that kind of thing down the line when people are back in a safer space and hopefully work recovers and, and they're doing better, then you know, once, once we're ready to thrive again, people will maybe respond more positively to, mm -hmm. you know, coaching in future or keep it in mind or keep you in mind. So I think, you know, definitely I see a lot of opportunity at this current time for beginner coaches for, mm -hmm. for anyone. And certainly again, you know, this is a time where I'm kind of um, considering moving forward with, with my own coaching. And, and I think it's also a great time for coaches to get coached, be to rethink their own business strategy or just, just other things. Sorry, I've kind of run out of steam there with my thought, but yeah, you know, I, I like to look, I, I personally feel, and I don't know if it's just an attitude, I'm feeling very positive despite being very aware of what's happening in the world about work. I, I just, yeah, I can't help but see a lot of positives and opportunities. Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's how you are, you know, and I, I noticed that in people, like people's values, people's character comes out in times mm -hmm. of crisis. Mm -hmm. You know, I've seen so many people give so much, you mm -hmm. know, and it, it just came across as very, very genuine. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen some coaches come out with stuff where I didn't feel it was genuine. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. But like, for example, there was this, uh, this tweet by um, JK Rowling tweeted that, uh, all those life coaches and there was in quotation marks, I think uh, if you're a life coach who is currently pressuring and shaming oh. people, uh, you know, why you haven't uh, learned a new skill or why you're not getting opportunity out of this crisis. Um, she was very critical of that. Wow. You know? And it, it, a coaching colleague of mine posted it up and, and was concerned that it threw quite a bad light on coaches and uh, life coaches in general. Um, when I saw it a bit more differentiated, I thought, you know, there are people, there are life coaches or people who call themselves life coaches or arguably mm. life coaches because there is no regulation around this, who are going straight into people's pain points, you know, and yeah. they, 
they it's a, <laughs> probably an, an effective and on a horrible strategy you know it's not effective in the long term i don't think it's wise to do that but to some extent it works because people feel compelled mm -hmm. to go work with somebody and make the best of this it's not great for people's mental health because we're going through this collective trauma really and a lot of people they, they are not able right now they're not ready to engage with a life coach they really need just space to hold themselves together or make sense perhaps they lost uh, life as they know it or perhaps even life you know um, mm -hmm. a loved one and they might not need coaching they might that they, they will need something else i think it's important for everybody to reach out to somebody i think talking helps you know and a good life coach will refer you to the right person to work with may that be a grief counselor or a high performance coach mm -hmm. you know um but i think everybody sh um, would do good to reach out for help and talk to somebody um if they have any resources left and on that like so much free coaching opportunities free counseling opportunities came out not just for people on the front line but generally you know people really show their true colors a lot of them are mm -hmm. and, uh, i think that's a good thing about uh, a crisis like this yeah i think what what it does right i heard this phrase today it says fear magnifies what's inside of people and it's the same with money right we sometimes we say like oh well money makes corrupts people well it doesn't right it just magnifies what's already inside mm -hmm. And, and personally, like my view on J.K. Rowling, like I think she she does a lot of these posts on purpose. You know, I, I think around a few months few months ago, she posted that oh well, you don't need to wake up five a.m. I wake up like eleven or something. <laughs> you know, like the, the the idea is I think because if you look at personal growth, right? Yes, there is. You know, I don't think personally like you have to wake up at five to be successful, but you know, if you look at a lot of successful people when they build certain habits it's around that time and i think what she's mm. doing she's bringing her view on it and a lot of people are like yeah i love that and i think she's just personally i think it's more marketing that's coming from her or she's sharing views that are very much opposed to what a lot of personal development talks about and i don't personally think that we should be a certain way i know successful people that don't wake up 5 a.m but i again i think is she's just jumping on honest you know because a lot of people were sharing that i personally don't agree that you have to come up with a new skill otherwise you're you know yeah. it's a loss but it's we choose how we use this time hmm. right i think and i think that goes straight into what you said about the shame and guilt about selling you yeah. know and i i often bring the metaphor of a waiter who offers you coffee after your meal exactly. you know yeah. you don't feel pressured to have coffee you know mm -hmm. depending on i mean a good waiter will not pressure you to buy the coffee and they will not be offended if you don't feel like having coffee right now or you know but if they give you a bit of a story because that coffee might be a special blend they do they produce locally and buy a special recipe by you know uh, somebody's grandma who you know works in the back or whatever you know if mm -hmm. there's a if there's a really good experience that you could have then you could follow up the invitation and if yeah. it's not for you then that's cool you know, if you're not, if you're not, if you don't want the coffee, don't have the coffee and that's fine, but yeah. we can offer it out there, you know, serving. I mean, you see what you talked about serving, that's literally serving people. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's as a coach, if you want to grow your business right now, you have to just, you know, talk to more people, right? Mm -hmm. Like often we hear like business is a numbers game. I think that's very much true. 
you know, of course, we don't want to just go through people and act like they're just numbers. We want to get present with every single person. Mm-hmm. We want to focus on serving them, right? But at the end of the day, maybe like, you know, maybe before out of every three, four people, ten, out of every 10 people that you spoke to or coached, maybe three people were signing up. Right now, that's probably going to go into one or two. Mm-hmm. But it's about talking to the right people. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that uh, Nikki touched upon is that, you know, having coaches ourselves, mm-hmm. right? For me, you know, I'm in the process of hiring a new coach. And I think it's so important. Before I said, hey, you know what? I'll do that in three months, four months, because I have a lot of support mm-hmm. from other mentors and business programs that I'm part of. But actually right now it's so, so important. We need to be walking our own talk. Mm-hmm. And that's what I see. There's an opportunity. Yes, there's maybe a lot of people on, like the average person may be struggling, right? But if you look at, there are a lot of leaders right now that need coaching, yeah. right? There are a lot of entrepreneurs that need coaching. There are people that are doing well mm-hmm. and they know that if they keep doing the same thing, they will slip up and they go into the red zone, mm-hmm. right? And this is exactly the time they need coaching. Mm-hmm. Hey everybody. If you found this conversation helpful for you and your coaching practice, then there's a couple of ways that you can support the podcast and stay up to date with future episodes. Obviously, you can subscribe on here on YouTube if that's a jam. If you want to get it straight into your inbox, never miss an episode, uh, there's a link in the description to can sign up for our mailing list. You can uh, leave us a review or follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And uh, come join us on Facebook. Um, we we'll get the conversation going there. Uh, obviously, leave us a comment. Uh, you can support us on Patreon. And uh, any way you choose to do that, uh, tell a friend, whatever you want to do. We really appreciate it. And we hope you get a lot out of it. So see you next time. Bye.